Welcome to the Brown Girl Rising podcast. I'm your host, Urvashi, and I'm so happy to have you here. We are here to celebrate you and incredible, inspirational women of color from around the world. Women who are breaking down cultural barriers, who are smashing through glass ceilings, and women who have experienced trauma and challenges and risen from these challenges. I'm so excited, so let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to Brown Girl Rising. Today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Aman Sana. She is your go-to self-worth mentor. Aman is a woman who guides and and helps to transform other women's mindsets, tap into their emotions, balance their energies, and so that they can live a fulfilled life. Working with Aman will help you break through barriers via a mix of conscious coaching, subconscious reprogramming, and energy clearing. She is passionate about helping women ignite their inner light so they can ignite the others around them and to help them rise. Aman, I'm really excited to speak to you today. I mean, we've met a couple of times in our life. We connected a while back. So how are you today, my love? Hi, Ursh. I am so, so excited to be here as well. Thank you so much for having me on. And do you know, actually, I was thinking last night, you've just said we've we've met a couple of times. I think we've only actually met twice. Oh, wow. We literally yeah. have. No, yeah, yeah, no, I came to your um, event, event, didn't I? Right. And then we met at Kajinda's. Yeah. We've actually only met twice. And the most mental thing is, you know, when like you just feel safe around someone and people talk about soul sisters and and somebody else might be like what is a soul sister I have met you twice and I have told you things and I think vice versa yeah that I haven't told people that I've known for 30 years no we've really opened up in the twice (laughs) I think you know what we are we are lucky to be surrounded by incredible women and there are you know everyone's incredible but then you obviously are like really attracted to the energy of a few and your energy one that I've been attracted to, you know, it sounds like I'm like stalking you on Instagram for a while, but <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh my God, twice. All right. So I'm like, let me ask you the first question that I ask every one of my guests. What does it mean to you to be unlimited? Okay. So to be, I think I need to reverse the question a little bit. So mm. I can't imagine being stuck and limited. Mm any longer like I wrote a post yesterday about the 2019 version of me versus the 2023 version of me and even as I was writing it I was like wow I've done a lot like I have grown a lot and as I was writing it I was like yeah wow I've grown a lot and I can't imagine coming up with a a challenge in my life and saying okay I'm just not going to do anything about it this is my life that is alien to me now yeah um, and a really funny thing is and bless my husband so when I first started this work um as many of us do I had a few money blocks going on right yes and it was like what do I charge do I charge this do I charge that um what if people aren't going to buy my my services or or, or or sign up with me and all these things were going on and I was slowly, slowly making my way through. And at one point he said, I'm blessed enough, bless, I'm blessed enough for him to be able to support me. Yeah. And he said, well, Amon, why don't you 
just coach you don't have to charge much for it or don't don't even charge at all like I've got you like we don't have to don't put the pressure on 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 the money side of it yeah I was so angry with him oh okay <laughs> that was his reaction he was like what 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 oh I did something wrong I thought I've just done something nice and I didn't know why I was angry with him and I was like no can't believe you just said that to me can't believe you just and he was like I I mean, I'm, I really don't know what I've done wrong. <laughs> I think I'm trying to do something nice here. And I didn't know what he'd done wrong. So I was like, you know what? I just need to take a minute to figure out why I'm annoyed. And it was the, the thought of not growing. The thought mm. of having this money block and just being like, okay, this is going to be my life. No. Can no. I swear? I didn't ask. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I was like, quite literally, fuck that it's not <laughs> happening right and that was what annoyed me the thought of staying limited mm. the thought of staying restricted and knowing that I've got this block and just accepting it and not working through it yeah because that is not something that is it not it's it's just not even a a, a thing in in our world like do you know what I mean yeah none of us in you know how we just said we've met loads of amazing women and it, it's just not something that you just say okay this is no. my life and that's how it's gonna be no it's something that like you're like being a limited is about saying here's a challenge this is what I'm going through in life hmm how am I going to overcome that what help what support am I going to acquire because we have a pool of women and support we around us we do everything is available there's not anything that I have come across in terms of a part of my life I want to grow in that there isn't support out there because it's out there. And I can completely say that's true, right? So I think the other day I voice noted you and went, Uman, I need help with systems, right? Yeah. And like, we've met twice. Like, yeah. why would you help me? You know, but we do because we know and, you know, your systems are way more, you know, sophisticated than mine right now. And it was just really nice to have... <laughs> No, but it's really nice to have your input, right? And then obviously I spoke to somebody else who then was like, my accountant's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and these are, I'm not going out of our little like circle. Yeah, to, and I don't need to. You don't need to, but also it's not even about our, our a, a little circle. It's about the fact that for, for instance, for me, first of all, it was my self-worth I worked on, yes. right? Because that's how I actually ended up doing this as, as a career as a job yeah. um I worked on myself so I worked on myself and thought oh wow this is actually what I want to be doing for, for life on people with women yeah. as well and so then I went and got a certification in life coaching um then like life progressed and I went on to I've always been really spiritual and through dad's passing um, my dad passed away through that passing I realized that I'm way more spiritual than I realized in terms of yeah. in tune with my intuition and energies and connected so yeah I went out and got myself a certification and um worked out how to channel that intuition and mm. rather than just coming to me here and there and I'd get dreams and be like phone my sister and be like okay I've had this dream is this going on in your life and she'd be like yeah or I'd be like I feel like this but I don't know what it is I was able to learn and channel it then I've worked on my health. Yeah. Then there's people around me that help me with. I have been working with our friend Jindal for seven months mm. yeah. um, on my energy healing because, yes, I'm a coach, but coaches need coaches, right? Um, yes, we do. Time. There's constant, constant 
um, people that I'm looking at and pulling from. Mina had a huge impact on me a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think she even knows it. I haven't even reached out to her yet. Like, there's I just... mean, our conversation started from there, right? So Mina's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a lot to thank her for. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> so there's so many different aspects of growth and, and being unlimited is just all about the growth. I love it's, it. It's not being stagnant. Mm, yeah. So tell me, I want to go back to something you said a minute ago. You talked about you had money blocks and this all started by that kind of reaction you had to your husband going, hey girl, you know, I'll I got you. you. I got you. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> dare you? So let's talk about how you kind of shifted your mindset. Like, what was it that took you from, no, this is not going to happen to, I can, I can be as abundant as I want in my own way. Yeah. So I always knew I had money blocks and growing up, it was one of those things. And you listen to the stories of we're not like them mm. or um, now that they've got money, they've changed all that kind of thing. Basically mom and dad worked their socks off as many parents did four kids and it was all about rightly so getting your value out of stuff like yeah what's the value value I'd always look for value in things when I got married my husband was a little bit different and he was like no I've worked really hard for that I I want this car I've worked really hard for that I want these these clothes and I was like oh my god don't show off oh my god don't show off and he's like I'm not showing off this is I've worked hard for it I want to wear it I want to drive it you know all these things um so that was always something that I found a little bit uncomfortable with um and as time went on and as I worked on my self-worth because your money blocks are often attached to your self-worth I realized there's so much that actually when I did spend it was on everybody else and never myself Mm. um and I realized that actually that tie was between my self-worth and money so I worked on it on a conscious level um, but then I've also done a lot of energy work around it. So this is why then I do, I find it so important with the work I do to merge the science and spirituality together. hundred percent. Because even through my energy clearings that I do with clients, I'll, I'll kind of be like, okay, uh, in your energy field, okay, I've picked up this, uh, what's going on here and we'll clear it energetically. But then I'll be like, no, we're going to consciously talk through it and consciously coach yeah. through it as well. Because yeah. I feel like that merging the two together is really powerful. And I know that because I've done that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, there's two things I want to talk about the energy there, but you said something your husband said. Okay. And I'm going to question this, right? Oh. You told me, you just said, he said he worked really hard for it. That's also a limiting belief, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's actually something that I talk about that I don't like saying work hard. Yeah. Now, a little bit controversial because I've since changed my my um, language on that so before I used to be like we're not using the words work hard because I don't like it I don't want the word hard associated with the work that I love okay my son goes to tuition and he's doing his 11 plus soon and even towards him I found myself at the beginning saying if you work hard and I was like no 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 we changed the language but if you work consistently, mm. if you continue to work consistently, you'll get the results that you want. Love it. So that's what we've changed that language to. However, since then, 
I love the work I do. I never say I work hard in no. my work. I've since been on a, a health journey and I've lost 10 kg of mm. unhealthy fat. Congratulations. I'm working on being strong, yep. being my mobility, my flexibility, the balance, all of that kind of thing. That was hard. That was bloody hard. It, it's an uphill battle with health, right? isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, so that was hard. And I think I I would rephrase, I'd never say that, oh, I work hard in, in my work because that kind of made me think I've got to work 15 hours a day, mm. seven days a week. That, no. But working consistently, yes, I do. There are yeah. aspects of my business that I do find more difficult than others. But that's the aspect that I then get support for. That's yeah. why I've got a social media manager. 100%. Yeah. That's why I've got like a tech guy that does the simplest of things for me. But I'm like, Annie, please help me. <laughs> and, I love you that. know, yeah. It, these are the difficult things. So they're yeah. kind of, if you want to say hard, but I, I do try not to use the word hard. I don't like it. Yeah, a couple of words I try not to use, hard and hope. Like, mm. you know, if you're hoping for something, you're kind of like, it's like wishful thinking, right? You, you don't. I my intention is. Yeah, exactly. And I think these are words that, you know, people out there need to kind of look at what they're saying. And rather than saying, I'm abundance, or I'm abundant, that's, that's like a full stop. You've got to say, I have abundance. Because mm. it keeps coming to me or I keep attracting abundance, right? Yeah. Not, you know. And so it's just about the language you use because actually everything we do is energy. So going back to energy, um, there's so much science behind energy and vibrational states, right? Like, I'm mm -hmm. sure you know about it or like there's this um, Hawkins scale of vibration and, you know, it starts at this like apathy and stuff like that. So how do you bridge your gap between when you're feeling like say energetically low or you're feeling something about money how do you bridge the gap to then get yourself to that state of like acceptance or even higher than that like joy and happiness mm. what are your tools that you use to bridge that gap so I think the most important thing is it's not something that's going to happen like that no. the way I work and I don't know if any other people work like this it takes me a while I will notice habits of mine. Um, when there's something, go something going on with me, I'll notice. I'm like, hmm, I'm filling my time. Okay, for instance, about a month ago, I was filling my time with a lot of stuff. And like, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do that? And it came to one of the bank holidays and nobody was free to do something. And I ended up by myself. Did you freak out? And cried. <laughs> oh, very. And I was very aware that I was filling my time with people and things to do because I was avoiding sitting with myself mm. so I sat with myself I journaled and whatever came up for me on my journal like right okay this is what's going on with me then I energetically clear myself just how I would my clients and uh, clear and cleanse myself and then I will turn to how to take my emotion level up yeah. right so yeah. what are you saying from like whatever it is, annoyance, frustration or whatever to go up. So one thing I love to do is music. Mm. Music is, I am by no means, <laughs> I don't know any words to songs. I don't know any song names or who's sung what. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the person that's like, you know that one and hum. And people are like, which fucking song are you on? <laughs> but 
I love music and I will sit in my car and I'll sing to my heart's content. I will sing if I'm sad. I'll sing if I'm happy. Mm. I will dance around the house. Um, all these things are my way of getting my um, emotion to a higher level. Yeah. Walking is a way that I ground myself if I need time to think, I need time to understand my feelings. Yeah. I walk. Um, but the most important thing is acknowledge, understand, release. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's and what I live by. I love that. Acknowledge, understand, release. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to keep that in mind. So emotional regulation is important, right? So we like, you know, I was talking to you just before we started recording that, you know, the last couple of days for me have been really heavy. And, you know, Monday, Tuesday was really heavy. And Wednesday, I freaked out. And then Thursday, Friday, I've been absolutely fine. And so I had my release. And my release was actually crying on Wednesday. I needed just to... I love a good cry. I love what a cry. What is it? Oh my God. Not a, like a wail or anything, but just getting it out of my system. Yeah. And music for me is definitely a good tool to kind of help me get from a lower state to a higher state on the vibrational scale. So I absolutely mm. love that. So but can I just say there's some, sorry to interrupt. There's no, some, no, no. Um, I use, because I follow Sikki, so I use... Yeah some shabbats to actually make me cry there's some like bars and shabbats on youtube okay. that i or spotify or whatever to listen to if i know that i need to cry and it's not coming out i will sit and meditate to these specific shabbats to help me wow to bring Whereas i'll that. just put the whitney houston movie on and yeah. <laughs> i mean have you seen it i want to dance with somebody oh my god please watch it i watched it on the plane honestly they must have thought i was a crazy woman on that flight over to Austin I was literally like bawling and and the air hostess he came oh, what do I call them nowadays I don't even know like the stewardess came over and he goes Bushy you all right and I was just like I'm watching it and he was like it. okay wait till the end then I so like, oh. I um sit and do a lot of this in my car I know it's yeah. a really random place okay so it's not a random place no it's not feel safe in my car but I park up at the park so I probably have people going past me like, yeah is she okay yeah yeah 100% I don't park up I drive I drive and cry <gasps> oh my god park up <laughs> park up and stop you know what I have to say that driving might be a very big emotional regulator for me as well mm. like I don't know what it is about being in control of something else because if I can't control my emotions I can control my car right oh, and I've, okay. I've been a driver since 17 like I am yeah, I love snap. it. So I think I talk about my car quite a lot on Instagram as well because it's love, like what it is my love. Like I, it doesn't matter what I'm driving, but if I can, I think you know what it is. When I used to have arguments when I was younger with my parents, I would the only yeah. place I was safe was in my car. Ah, and I think that continued in on this journey of life. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that is interesting. My safe space. Wow. Anyway, so Amen, what did you do before becoming a life coach? Oh it's God. quite colorful isn't it so I was okay let me think where was I what was I doing <laughs> uh, no it's been so that I, long don't remember first of all I know yeah I'm like um first of all I used to work in events okay. um I was a wedding coordinator an event coordinator um and then I went to work for a hotel um and did English weddings um I hated it. Oh. 
not so colourful. I did. No, I at the hotel, it was, do you know what it was? It was all about the sales. Mm. And every, and this is, this is what added to the money block stuff. Every Monday morning, it would be sales uh, meeting and, okay, this team, you've done this this week. You've done this. this week. I mean, have you reached your target? No, you haven't. Da, da, da. And I was trying to sit in a sales energy where it's not me at all. No. I think my soul was like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Um, but I was like, no, I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove myself. Mm. It was awful. It was horrible. Um, then the hotel basically were, were being sold. So I was showing couples for their wedding a venue. And I didn't actually know if that room was going to be there. And I, it just went against everything that morally I could yeah. Yeah, yeah I was there for 11 months and I was like oh, I need to leave yeah okay yeah after that <laughs> after that I went into beauty therapy yeah I knew there was beauty therapy somewhere in there you're like this is not what you've this told me about I remember <laughs> so at the age of 26 with two children I went back to college and I did beauty therapy and I thought this was what I was supposed to do because I always just knew I was meant to help people I could just had an inner knowing of like yeah I don't know what it is but I'm supposed to help people we just know don't we right I thought it was through holistic therapies Mm. so massage or and just the nature of the person that I am generally as any therapist I think any good therapist you get to know your clients right yeah I had many client cry on the massage mm-hmm. bed and we just stop and have a cry and then continue the massage I've had many clients break down during their nail appointment um, and all these types of wow. things so when then I came to doing the coaching and it was funny because I was like you know what you know people talk about a five-year plan what do you want to do in five years what do you want to do five I was like, oh, in my five-year plan, I think I want to do counselling. Like, I think I want to uh, retrain as a counsellor and okay. help people with therapy, you know, all these kind of things. Then I looked into it, and it was a really long process, and I'm, I'm not for that long process. <laughs> like a four, five-year thing. <laughs> no, yeah. not up for that. Then, during COVID, I was going through my own stuff. And through finding life coaching for myself, I was like, oh this is it this Mm. is what I'm supposed to be doing interesting yeah it's interesting because I feel like we've had a similar path but mine started with personal training so I always knew I wanted to help people and for me it was I'm going to help people get fitter because obviously I'd been on a journey where I'd been fat and then I'd been skinny then I'd been normal and like literally up and down and then I found something that worked right um but then I found the same thing. People would open up to me. People would cry. People would like want advice and want me to kind of guide them. And I was just like, oh, maybe I should be a counsellor or a therapist. I again, same thing. over a year ago, you messaged me to ask where I trained. Did I? Do you know, after I did that um, in Priya's group, I yeah. did that guest expert session. I'm that's where sure, we met okay I'm pretty sure you okay. messaged me yeah. to ask where I certified yeah because I really liked you and you I went, have to oh, think I'm thanks good for with... helping like you were like oh people don't readily like because I was like this is it don't I'll have to go back and look at the conversation but yeah. I'm pretty sure we had a yeah. really a big conversation about yeah, yeah isn't coaching. that interesting but yeah no that's the thing right like 
obviously a lot of people in our space can be quite stush mm. and not help but what I've realized is that actually I managed to connect with the right people like yourself like Gajinda like you know and, and they will open up and they'll be like mm. yeah this is what I've done Ush, right because what we realize in our space is there's more than enough work for all of millions us. of people out yeah. there the more of us that can help yeah. the better yeah. because there might be 10 people in front of us to resonate with me to resonate with you to resonate with somebody else not all 10 people are going to be for you no exactly okay so let me talk about cultural barriers now because obviously mm. we are the brown girl rising mm. so have you had to face so along your journey from like events manager to you know beauty therapist to life coach energetic healer like what kind of barriers have you faced both societally and culturally so this question is actually really interesting because I feel that I've been quite lucky along the way. Okay. But while saying that, I although the barriers haven't been very in my face, um, they have still been there. So I'm one of three girls. Same. I've got, I'm the third. Oh, and, and then we've lucky. got my brother after. Obviously, the brother came after. The brother um, came after. I was very, very lucky with my parents. My dad, mum, never... Obviously, there were stories, oh, my God, we were worried. Three girls were... They never, ever, ever, ever treated us like that. The amount of stories that I hear from clients now, I'm like, whoa. I was, like, treated like a queen compared to that. Mm. It was like, we were dad's girls yeah like and we were his heart and soul and as long as we respected him he respected us it was a mutual thing no. he like yeah that was it we were never treated like oh you're a girl you're less than never and it came from my mum was a very strong woman mm. so like my mom did markets and did all these strong women things oh, wow. and so we just followed suit as well and it wasn't that Although it was like, okay, well, because you're because you're a woman, you should probably act a little bit like this. It wasn't that because you're a woman, you're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z. Now, after I got married again, Touchwood, I'm even more luckier. My more luckier. Um, my in-laws are really, really open and really modern. Yeah. Never have I ever in this 16 years of marriage been told you're not allowed to do this never wow. for anything whether that's going out whether that's yep. career whether that's just anything never so I think again like I said I'm super lucky because that yeah. doesn't happen with people cultural barriers has come come I think to myself where oh. it's come to the energy side of stuff yeah um societal a little bit okay and I wouldn't call it barriers I call it understanding mm -hmm. so again when I started doing this work my dad was like I don't understand what did you do what what is it that you do <laughs> and I sat and explained it to him and I was like this is what I do da, 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 da. and he listened and he was like yeah I don't get it yeah I like, I no don't, I don't he goes I don't believe in it I was like what do you mean you don't believe in it dad <laughs> he was like people have just got too much time on their hands and I was like no dad these are actual things like you know but and I've had certain comments from 
uh wider family maybe cousins etc like oh what do you uh what do you do life coach oh you do you do all these you're going to get into my head sorry that's your own insecurity keep it there thank you very much <laughs> right um and another comment that I had which actually stung me a little bit um I met extended family member and they go oh how's your talking thing <laughs> I just looked at your talking thing I mean my career it's really good thank you <laughs> you know it's that belittling like oh, what is it what is it that you're doing are you a life coach what is a life coach it's not my problem you don't understand the work I do yeah so don't belittle it thank you very much yeah can I ask the, how old that person was not much older than us oh okay I'd say 40 I'm 36 that, that, yeah I'm older than that so so I think that was more about them and their insecurity mm. and their a little bit I wanted to be like do you need some help <laughs> I charge this much <laughs> here's, so my, here's my talking thing <laughs> so actually you said something really interesting there and it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while is kind of a generational gap thing right so your dad going I don't believe in it now I believe and I'm sure you do as well that everyone on this planet has a purpose whether they reach that yeah. purpose or not is they get um completely engulfed by this 3d matrix um and they don't realize or they don't come home to themselves and realize that they are more than just a human body mm. and my my theory is you know our parents generation mm -hmm. the generations before our parents were probably very spiritual people then we got colonized by the um the british and we had um you know our parents were like oh come to they were like we come to england grandparents whatever and they had to start living this life where it was just about getting shit done living surviving and that's what he said he said i don't believe in it because you guys have got too much time on your hands, yeah. which is why you've got time to think and time to worry and time to have these yeah. emotions. Yeah. It was his thing. He was like, yeah. we used to go to work, come home, go to sleep, go to work again. Does that Make sure we had enough food on the table. Right. Now, yeah. but I believe that they chose that, right? They chose that generation to be born in so that they could lay the foundations for us. Wow. And we've cho chosen this so we could then grow. Our so soul they, has chosen this. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And then we've chosen this generation so that our children can now grow upon that right so I it's like love a, that it's our family little tree like yeah that. so they I chose so that we could grow their soul oh my god oh she's just blown my mind yeah I love that that their soul chose that they knew yeah. what was going to happen yeah. to these yeah. humans they knew what was going to happen to these guys and their soul chose that so they could yeah because possibly our soul wouldn't be able to go through that not their all. souls could yeah wow yeah and if they hadn't have done that for us to give us like good lives good foundations mm. to set us up in that way we wouldn't be able to sit here going oh so sure. I want to connect with my spirit I want to uh, bring you know life coaching we would be like probably working in a bank right yeah. and doing what they did yeah yeah but just going back to the cultural barriers mm. it took me a very long time to come out with my energy work and like, I've got coaching friends that are like, I'm gonna, are you going to out yourself? Are you going to come out? Are you going to come out? And I was like, oh my God, um, for a few different reasons. A, um, I think in the Indian 
culture, yeah. when you do things like energy work, it's seen as, oh, is that bad? Oh, my God. There's a lot of talk of, like, black magic and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, mm-hmm. Where do you think black magic came from? I don't know. I'm asking you. Bad wishes, I feel like. Even, like, negative energy, right? Yeah. So if somebody says, talks about, I don't know, like a curse or a hex or whatever... Mm. I think that's just a bad wish. Someone wishing bad on you in a negative way. I think it's the word like nuzzle, curse. Like isn't it? Like someone yeah, like has black, a... Yeah, like yeah. I think the word curse makes us feel like, oh, my God. But I think it's just negative. I mean, I definitely think there's people out there who have potions and, you know, voodoo dolls and shit like that as well. For some reason, I don't like to think about that. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely out there. But um... so when I, I, it took me a long time to come out with this is the energy work I do. I'm very intuitive. I see people's chakras. I see people's energy fields. I can see what's going on in that and holding them back. Um, and I'm slowly, even now, kind of talking back to the point of what I can see. Um, the other reason being is because I wasn't sure. And maybe subconsciously a little bit scared how it sat or where it sat with my religious beliefs. Um, So there was some sort of like religious conditioning in there as well. Because I know that some, a lot of Sikh, like Gurusik people, baptised Amritdara Sikhs, would say that it doesn't sit with Sikhi. Yeah. I've taken my own belief on that my Wahiguru wouldn't have given me these abilities if I wasn't supposed to use them. 100%. I'm not changing anybody's karma. I never say to anybody, oh, my God, this is what I can see. You need to go and break up with your husband or you need to go and tell your mother-in-law that that's not what it's about. And because I'm a coach, I'll say, this is what I see. How do you feel about that? What yeah. do you want to do about that? What yeah. is it? Yeah. And then yeah. based on what the client does, we do that with the energy. And yeah. I will always ask are you okay for me to clear this? Because it's not on me. It's not my karma no. to clear something for somebody else. Yeah. It's it's up to them. And I'm just the facilitator. I'm just a yeah. channel. I am just a actual channel for the universe to come through. If you think about it like a TV, like I'm the radio station or the TV station for, for, yeah. for the universe or for God to channel through. Yeah. Um, and I will always ask the client's permission before clearing anything but it's like reiki right you can't have reiki unless you ask for reiki you can't you can't i can't just send you reiki yeah yeah it's not gonna happen you when you work with people energetically you have to have their permission you do and their consent absolutely 100 i love that okay so we are gonna have to wrap up soon but i just want to ask um what one tip to have for our listeners in terms of if they are looking to become their most unlimited self or their highest self or start rising or start opening up to their spirituality and get awakened what one tip would you give them today that they can implement right not go and do a diploma no what can they implement it is the simplest of things and the reason I'm laughing is because it's a conversation I've been having a lot lately okay. and I haven't actually brought to my work yet so exclusive <laughs> <laughs> um, something that has helped me become my most unlimited self even more so than before 
is truth. Mm. You cannot hold, you cannot become the best, most expansive version of yourself, connect with your higher self and be fully, fully aligned. I'm not saying you can't be aligned. Of course you can be aligned. Be fully, if you're being untrue either to yourself yeah. or if you have something that you feel you need to speak and you're not speaking it because I've been there where I've held something back and it ate me alive mm. internally. Mm. So truth and then one of the biggest ones, but unfortunately the hardest things to do, and I didn't actually understand the truest meaning of it until I would say this month, the last month. Okay. Opening your heart. Mm. So I probably did, I'd say about nine months ago, I did a meditation which connected with my dad. And he said to me, you know the key is to open your heart. You know the key is to open your heart. And that's been with me for a while. And I thought I was because anything happens to us in life slap bang bang hits your heart yeah and this is from a child to a teenager to an adult and without realizing we put this block up and we put a block up and we put mm. a block up and a lot of us walk around with our heart in these huge barricaded walls or blocks and even when i do heart meditations and when i first looked into my heart it was sat in a steel case with chains around it and slowly slowly I did this meditation and I worked on my heart slowly wow. managed to get the chains out and open up the box and it was still sat in the box but I can guarantee you once you lower those heart walls and allow hurt to pass through you and allow yourself to feel hurt you're not, never going to feel your true expansion and this last month, I have experienced stuff, had conversations where I've actually gone, just give me a minute. Yeah. I had to stop the conversation because I needed to just go inward and tell my heart, it's okay, relaxed, soften, allow it to pass through you. Because yeah. what would have happened and what happens to a lot of us is, this conversation's happening and it's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Boom, ball. Mm. I love and that. Then take action from the open hearted space. I've taken action from such a vulnerable place these last four weeks. And I was like, you know what? Actually, no, this is what I want. This is what I want to say. I've got to be vulnerable. You might come back with something completely different, but I've got to be true to myself. I love that. I love that. So, okay, I, I want to expand on when you said um, speak your truth or at least be true to yourself. Mm. Obviously, when we're not true to ourselves, we feel it in the body, right? And so I want to know from you, where do you feel it? Where does it, wh where does your truth get, truth get stuck? In my chest. So, it's so funny because if you if you're watching me right now, you're I'm like literally <laughs> at my throat and at my chest because that's where I feel it. Like it just also, I've up. noticed you're blue today. Yeah, your throat, your voice, your, mm. your yeah, speaking. So for me, like when I when I talk about not being in your truth, it's being being in that sales office, yeah. thinking you need to be a, a boss, babe, thinking you need to be a or whatever, all that kind of shit 
sat in your masculine because you think that's the way forward, right? Um, not because my sitting in the masculine, if that's your thing, amazing. It wasn't my thing. Mm. So it felt disgustingly icky for me and I just didn't know it. And I yeah. made myself be there. So that's what I mean by sitting in your truth. But where do I feel it when I'm untrue to myself? Jesus Christ, my chest. Yeah retracts like this yeah and I can't breathe and um I start breathing really shallow from here and I'm going <gasps> every so often and mm. that's where it feels I yeah. also get a bit of nausea from my stomach do you yeah so I think my reflux comes from things like that as well like you know because if it's stuck in my throat I will cough mm. it out right and so I think my reflux started at a time where in my life where I couldn't digest my truth and I wow. couldn't digest what was happening at the time and so spiritually I had to try and release that and it is a journey like I have moments where months I'm not vomiting I'm not coughing I don't have reflux and then all of a sudden it's yeah. actually when I start doing yeah the stuff that probably I shouldn't do so much is when it comes back I love that I love that you can and that's the thing I think that we all need to do is when we have a feeling in our bodies, we need to listen to it. Mm. And know? I'm doing it right now, full disclosure. And I, and I think people have this misunderstanding that they think, oh, once you've worked on yourself, boom, you, you're set for life. No, you're not. Mm. Um, so right now, uh, I've been having conversations just last night with friends. And I was like, <laughs> I was having conversations, answering my own questions. And then it was Rav. She was like, I mean, you're answering your own questions as you're going along. <laughs> right she, she did Be that to me the other day <laughs> because I was quite literally like I think I'm doing and I was I'm doing that thing again where I'm keeping myself busy I've, I've manifested so much busyness for so many weeks because I think I'm scared of sitting with myself and just looking inward because this mm -hmm. thing that I've mentioned going on with me personally over the last month requires me to look inwards and mm. um, and that's what I'm avoiding I love it. So um, you mentioned two words, which I think you might have seen me laugh to, boss babe and masculine energy. Yeah. I've had conversations over the last couple of days about these things. <laughs> that I've been told, you need to be a boss babe. And I'm like, mm, no, no. I'm leaning into my queen energy and queens don't chase. Yeah. Right? Queens show their truth. And people who are attracted to that person will come to that person. I'm not out there to chase. Right? I'm not out there to be life coach to I don't know Bill Gates or whatever mm. still alive I don't even know, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know. exactly don't you laugh as well um but yeah so the boss babe masculine energy I'm completely like okay look I'm a boss whatever I'll do it but I don't need to lean into my masculine I'm gonna do mm. it for my feminine energy for my queen energy and my siren energy and don't get me wrong I think there's a place for both and the reason mm. I say this is when we talk about not being in your boss babe it's not and the word hustle like oh go get your hustle all that kind of thing what I'm talking about is I don't want to be in an environment in a sales office that it's like uh oh you reach your sales hey? oh you be no yeah I want to be working from don't get me wrong I have goals in mind I have things in mind that I'm manifesting I want to do it I lead with my feminine but I love and that's how I get my ideas and for anybody that sees me like what the hell are you lot about leading with your feminine so it's my intuition mm -hmm. and downloads and that's what I use the walks for and all these and the meditations and stuff and I'm yep. like oh my god I've got this idea uh, and the way I am, I'm, I don't know too much human design, but I think my human design is that 
it's when like you get the idea you've got to do it there and then like yeah. it's just like boom so I'm one of them people are you that... a manifesting generator I think I'm a generator yeah you're a generator okay yeah. so... I don't think you are I'll tell you why I don't think you are and this is my I need to look into my it simple fair. knowledge of human design is that you start things and you do lots of different things you've got fingers in different pies you had def- lots of different careers whereas a generator is slightly slower okay what they do is they find something that they love and they go with it ah. but the manifesting generator is like i've got all these ideas i want to try something that doesn't feel right anymore so actually i'm going to move on to this which feels oh, even me. i think you're a man you're like me yeah. i'm a man and what i do is i take bits of oh, oh i've tried that okay i'll have a little bit of that yeah. and i've tried that i'll have a little bit of that and then i create my own and i'm like okay but well, this is me now this is what we're doing exactly 100 um, percent Anyway, for anybody that doesn't know feminine, it's about being in your intuition, about being getting these ideas and leading. However, I have all these ideas, but then I need the systems in place. I like mm. having the systems and the logic. So yeah. I do use my masculine, but my masculine comes to support my feminine rather than the other yeah. way around. I yeah. lead with my feminine. Yeah. And then we should like, always lead with our Me and my husband are yin and yang. We're an actual literal balance scale because <sighs> because he's always been very in his masculine and logical and I've always been very in my feminine so I sometimes I'm like yeah but I shouldn't feel like we should do that and he's like I mean I need more than just and I was like no we just don't feel like we should it doesn't feel right um and then when he's you too can't much accept in his, that <laughs> when he's too much in his logic I'll bring that in and then when I'm too much in my feminine he'll bring a bit of logic the masculine in. In. I love that I love that. So, Amon, how do people get in contact with you? Should they want to see more about you, learn more, work with you? Lay it on the table. Head over to my Instagram, Amon Center Mentoring. Um, That is where all the good stuff is. That is where all the uh, reels, education, tips, tools, stories are. Um, You can also, my website is currently under construction. Mm -hmm. I do have a free... um, five step ebook to breaking through self-worth barriers Amazing. but like I said if you head over to my insta or sign up to my email uh mailing list you can catch me there and you have a program that's just been launched do you want to quickly mention I that do. as well thanks for reminding me <laughs> <laughs> so I have a program that I've just launched and it's a self-led program it's something that I've listened to everybody about um and people want to start possibly working but aren't sure what that looks like want to start doing something for themselves self-development don't know what they're doing finding direction is my brand new self-led program and it's a seven-part program you get lifetime access and it is all about understanding where you are now who you are right now so that you can then create a vision for the future because we often all want to be happy when I ask people what do you want your future to look like? I just want to be happy. Okay, amazing. What does your happy look like? What does that look like? You're in the car. You've got your sat-nav on. Where are you going? Instead of just going to London, where? Which part of London? North yeah. London, South London, East London, West London. What You're telling the universe you want to be happy. What does that look like? It's like me saying, I want a car. Do I want a red car, a blue car, an estate, a four by four, a hatchback, mm. a five door, a manual, automatic? so much so this course helps you find direction for if you're feeling lost in life if you feel like you're plodding along in life there is step-by-step processes that I have done myself and I take my clients through that is available for you 
to download, sign up to, um, to do in your own time in a self-led process. I love that. Amazing. So I'm in Sana mentoring on Instagram. It was so lovely to have you here. If you guys are watching on um Zoom, on, on the actual video cast, you can see that we've both got maps behind us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, should I turn this around? So it's my bookcase. I'm like, no, we're matching Let's maps map. right now. <laughs> yeah. So listen, guys, you can find me on Instagram as well. It's Unlimited Urbashi or browngirl.rising. And of course, you can down, um, join me uh, on a purpose call if you want one-to-one coaching or just want to find a little bit of clarity in your direction in life as well. So thank you very much, Ellen, for your time. Thank love, you. For anybody, sorry, that doesn't have Insta, just www.amansanamentoring.com. There you go. Simple as. Thank you for your time, my darling. Thank you. It's so nice being here. Yay.